Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head over to omahasteaks.com right now. Type code DOGS into the search bar, and right now you're getting 12 free burgers with your order. A lot of these deals, they throw out like you get four free burgers. Sometimes they do eight. Right now they're doing 12. That's pretty awesome. So go check that out. You got Josh Hall, Justin Charles, and we're bringing in Derek Frisbee for this episode of the Dogs Podcast today. How you guys doing? Go ahead, Derek. You're the guys, bro. Get it in, man. Get it in. <laughs> doing good. We talked a little bit before the show, but just really busy. It's that weird point in the off season where it's training camp getting to preseason, but we're not there yet. It's just fun times. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm getting excited. Uh, I'm getting a lot of updates on uh, fantasy football stuff. Oh, and man. I just don't know if I'm uh, popular anymore or if it's just them notifying me about a uh, number one running back signing for a year or something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, just, who knows? Well, every alert that I get, I'm afraid it's going to be bad news for the Browns, which unfortunately we do have a little bit of that to touch on today. So we're going to go through our camp notes, kind of what's come out, good news, bad news from that so far. And then want to dive into a little bit with Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, some of the reports coming out, some of their comments. And then I'm, I'm going to dive into a little bit of Deshaun Watson's background growing up, his childhood and things. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff about him I learned that I didn't know. So it all ties into what they're doing at training camp over there in West Virginia right now. So before we dive into everything, make sure you check us out on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok and I think it's now X. Is that right? It's not That's Twitter. Right. It's not Twitter. Right? X. Yeah. yeah. X won't give it to mm-hmm. you. Okay. Which the Simpsons predicted. I don't know if y'all <laughs> saw it. It could be fake. <laughs> could be totally fake. I don't know. But I saw it on Instagram that this is yet another <laughs> Simpsons prediction come true. So I think it's time to investigate those guys. This, yeah. this is what the 80th thing that's happened. It's it's, it's becoming uh you know, every couple months thing it's, they hit a big one. So well, that's interesting. So yeah, Scary. so we're over on X, we're on threads, uh, anywhere you can social media, we're probably there. So uh, last thing before we dive in guys, go to uh, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member and join fantasy. If you want to play fantasy football with us, now's the time leagues are filling up. We've gotten, I mean, I had a, quite a few people signed up yet today. There's still room. There's still spots. So if you sign up for Patreon, you want to play fantasy, you're in, just let us know you want to play. You're in, um, but you can play with me, Justin, Blake, John, Derek, Kenny Mack, everybody you see on the show, we're all in there playing fantasy football, plus everybody else inside that diehard Browns community. It's just a ton of fun, great place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait to uh, see if I become the uh, two-time Dogs uh, podcast fantasy champion. Ooh, okay. So there we go. Someone's got to come in and take Justin down. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I've yet do decently in any of the dogs <laughs> leagues that we've had so far but last year cheap plug i am your browns after dark fantasy football ch- champion there you go so there you go. if i can win in one league i think i can at least be decent in our league this year we'll see okay we'll see <laughs> i don't know probably not but oh. so yeah if you want to play fantasy with us join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member all right so let's dive into some of this uh training camp buzz so This year, the Browns are getting started earlier than normal. We've kind of been talking about that. They play in the Hall of Fame game on August 3rd, I Mm. believe it is, against the Jets. So they traveled over to West Virginia. They're at the Greenbrier. And uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski said that he wanted to get the team away from home, 
to kick off camp. He wants to bring everyone together for team building and chemistry. He wants the guys to really get to know their brothers, the guys that they're going to battle with. His quote was, uh, team building and team bonding, those are organic, Stefanski said. What this allows us to do is, or what this allows us to do that here, obviously we're landlocked. We're in the middle of nowhere by design and that really forces you to be around your teammates. I like it. I like it. Very, very important for me uh, as far as chemistry in the locker room. So if you can make, and even this offseason, we've heard that it's kind of just a different vibe than last year or years prior. So I love this. Very exciting. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, a lot of new people. A lot of new pieces on this team. Uh, so it is important from the team chemistry side of things. But also, um, this this offseason, there's not a, as much controversy. There's still going to be, and we're going to have that for the next few years. But taking them out of Cleveland and Ohio and putting them in a more secluded environment, that helps it that much more. Because, I mean, the amount of rookies that we brought in, we had more rookies than, I think, any of us thought we were going to have if you include UDFA signings as well as free agency and just at some of these key positions having Deshaun be able to work with all these new receivers having him not have to worry about all the controversy it's a great thing I think it's a genius idea and Stefanski whoever came up with it if it was Kevin if it was Andrew Barry whoever deserves a lot of credit because it's it's not an easy thing to take a team full of guys and clean everything out and get that all settled so it's good to see for sure it is it kind of goes back you know you hear people a lot of times talking about that 2020 season when you know kevin's first season he was the head coach of the year we went to the playoffs all that stuff and he did all that without a training camp without a preseason everything was over zoom and you you kind of realize when they were doing that when they were team meetings over zoom there's nothing else to do except for sit there and look at the other person's face and talk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, what Kevin said they're doing over there, it's not just about practice. It's not just about on-field chemistry. They're sitting down at, you know, there's nothing else to do over there. They're not going home to their families. They're not going out with their friends afterwards. It's the team and that's it. So at night they're sitting down, they're talking. Everyone's getting to know each other on a deeper, more personal level. And I think this could be really good. I think we could see us see this team go back to what they did that that chemistry they had in 2020 god i hope so <laughs> god i hope so i can't take it anymore no kidding. yeah um so if we look ahead at the hall of fame game one of the quotes from stefanski he said that preseason game versus the jets it's an awesome opportunity for our young players so we'll really get a ton of reps for our young players in that game um so i'm thinking do not expect and we we know this about the hall of fame game yeah don't expect to see any vets no uh, unless they're like two, three years into the league and still trying to make a name for themselves. Definitely no starters. No, absolutely you will not, not see a starter. You probably won't even see Kate York. I would. I, I don't think you're going to see any starters. It's going to be four string practice squad guys, undrafted guys. You're going to see guys that aren't going to get the usual opportunity right then and there. There, there will not mm-hmm. even be anything close to starter type football that night. I'm going to that game. I'm, well, who knows what the expectations let, are going to be for that? Let me ask you guys yeah. a question. Maybe this will pump up your excitement for the Browns in that game. Do you yeah. think this could be the DTR show? Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Dorian Thompson Robinson, for you guys who, who haven't followed DTR, yeah. uh, fifth 
right, Derek? Uh, fifth round pick, fourth so. round pick, fifth round pick this year in the draft. Yeah. Um, fifth rounder. Was, I think we had two fifth rounders. He was the second of the two. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, I, I would say, just based on all the draft season hype going into uh, draft night or draft weekend, I, I feel like he was the Browns guy. Like, if they were going to go get a backup quarterback in this draft, DTR was at the top of that list and they went and got him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'll be extremely, extremely disappointed if we get to the Hall of Fame game and I show up and they go, and you're starting quarterback, Kellen Mond. No. I'm going to go, well, <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'm going to go get a hot dog, maybe a bag <laughs> of chips or something real quick. I'll be back. But yeah, no, I am very, the opportunity to see some of the younger guys. That, but even the guys we're excited about, like, uh, let's say like a Jerome Ford, I don't think we're seeing even like a Jerome Ford type guy no. out that mm-hmm. night. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. So, okay. So we're all kind of in agreement. Could be the DTR show. I think that's probably likely. And that makes it interesting to watch mm-hmm. for sure. Um, just to see what that kid has that he was electric in college. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Set uh, records. What's that? I said he set records in college. He wasn't just good. He was great. Yeah, that's true. I know you did an entire episode on him. So if you want to kind of get the full Dorian Thompson Robinson picture, college draft, prospect coming into the Browns. Uh, Derek's got a, an episode on our channel. Go check it out. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So I guess we'll dive into some bad news from camp. Okay. We can kind of talk about this stuff. You guys, we have some injuries and it kind of sucks because they all seem to be coming from the same dang position. Again, uh, we found out Marquise Goodwin, who we just signed this off season has been placed on the NFI, which is the non football injury list. Uh, he developed blood clots that they found in his lungs and his legs. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Of all things, especially like when you hear about like injuries and stuff like that, you're like, oh man, guy tweaked his knee a little bit. That sucks. You know, like, like when they announced that, I was just kind of like, maybe they, they probably caught something extremely important way before it got worse. Cause mm-hmm. with, especially if like, I'm no doctor, but blood clots and stuff like that. Once, if it gets to your brain, it's a wrap. So for him, you know, what it's kind of a blessing, but also I saw that he was working out at camp off to the side. So I don't think it's like yeah, they said a severe he's, thing. He's still at camp. He's in good spirits. Yeah. I, I think the hope is that this can be resolved at some point here. Maybe right. I don't I don't know if the hope is before the season. I know there's no timetable right now. Right, they're, exactly. they're basically saying like, hey, you're you're gonna get yourself right and everything. But yeah, tough, tough break for him because a lot of people are excited about that signing. A ton of people. I mean, Including we hyped us. it up last week and then, uh, you know. Yeah, if you didn't see the clip from last week, Blake did say uh, knock on wood. And I swear this is a real wooden table. I built it. I know it's not just dust held together. <laughs> so apparently knocking on wood doesn't really count for anything. No, no, it doesn't. Blake Blake taught us that. Yeah. So Not you when you're a Browns fan, no. No, <laughs> isn't that true? Um, anything else on good one you guys want to mention just tough break but i mean good for him that hopefully he gets all his you know health issues resolved and everything not even important about the football yeah. stuff like it you know when it comes to stuff like that yeah just and get yourself fixed man I, I find myself you know when i'm posting a tweet or something i feel like i constantly have to say you know oh his health is number one priority we yes his health is the mm-hmm. number one priority Absolutely. we are a brown show we are browns fans we were yeah. we were and still very are excited for what he can bring Absolutely. to this offense yeah. i mean what he can do, could do with Deshaun Watson on the field. I mean, they could, they could have some big plays this year. So, yep. yeah. it's, it's just a, it's, I, it's, 
I hope he's obviously okay. Like you said, number one, obviously that's w- like what you just said. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's be honest here on the football side of things. Whether people want to admit it or not, Marquise Goodwin was going to have a much bigger role than what people thought. I We actually talked about this a little, or maybe I did a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago, whenever. Marquise Goodwin played a role on this team in that wide receiver room where he, outside of Amari Cooper, really, was the only veteran receiver who you can kind of rely on and be a leader of that room. Sitting there at like that fourth, fifth, occasionally third wide receiver, he was going to be very valuable for you, not just on the field, but in the locker room. So if he's unable to be with the team, obviously have your health first. You know, if, if you have to step away, then do it. But if he's not, that's that's an interesting loss. And I think, you know, the Browns might have to uh, take a hard look. Uh, there's a certain name I want to bring up real fast just to get y'all's temperature on him. Uh <laughs> Marquise Goodwin, if he's not able to come back, I think he called Juice back up. Say, come home. Really? Hmm. What is the status of Jarvis Landry's health at the moment? I mean, he finished the season on IR last year, I believe, Uh for an ankle injury. He's still unsigned. He's still unsigned. The last that I read, because he's available in Fantasy League, so I kind of do a little digging and (laughs) stuff like that, but the last that I saw, he was just waiting for the right opportunity, something along those lines. So to me, that says, I'm waiting for another guy to go down and then I'm going to jump on a roster, right? His training camp is either ending or getting going. I'm missing some of training camp, and then I'm getting on a roster. It's surprising he's not signed. I I know he didn't do anything last year for New Orleans, but, I, man, I love some Jarvis Landry. I just don't know. I don't know if he just, if it works. You know what I mean? That's I feel not like, the Marquise Goodwin <clears throat> style of player replacement. That's more of a, well, now we have two David Bells. Brain, I Like, as far as leadership and, like, veteran in the locker room, you're probably getting a guy that is better than Goodwin, which is crazy. You know what I mean? But I've, and Josh has said this, we've all said this, Jarvis Landry reinvented the culture of Cleveland Browns football when he landed. And he, he took a fan base and even a team that people thought will never be successful, don't know how to win and brought a little life to it. I always remember hard knocks just like, wow, this is a guy that we have in Cleveland. This is not the type of personality that we have in the locker room. This is contagious. Justin. It's contagious. contagious. I'm, I'm used to, you know, uh, right. You know, a receiver signing a huge contract and then catching like seven balls the entire season. Uh, Odell Beckham in, uh, in Baltimore. I was just thinking like, no, I was thinking like <laughs> Dante Stallworth and you know, some of ours quick as a side note though, just, because I like poking fun at Baltimore as much as possible. I yes. did hear that he was quoted as saying he's pretty sure this is going to be his last year. Really? Wow. OBJ? So, yeah, so he just signed that big deal with them, and already he's like, yeah, I think this is probably it for me. Uh, it does not bode well for his I mean, it's outlook. Tough. It's tough because uh, when his <laughs> career started taking off, for me personally, he was like one of those guys where I was like, this guy is transcendent. Like he is a once in a generation talent as far as a receiver. I, I He was a guy that I thought would be a shoe in Hall of Famer. And I don't even know that you can even easily put him in the Hall of Fame just with how things kind of fell apart health wise. No. And we'll see. We'll see what he, he has. Finally this year. got a Super Bowl. That's true. That's about it. That's true. And he so, probably would have gotten MVP too if he didn't get hurt. He was playing yeah. well. He was playing he was well that game. Well. So as far as Jarvis goes, 
I'm not on board, man. Love Jarvis the guy. Don't know if Jarvis the player is what we need. I mean, what do you think, Derek? You brought him up. You want him? Well, here here's the thing, because I I think we're keeping seven receivers. I think, you know, for the offense we're heading to. I I that's where I, that's where I see the roster layout going. The way the these injuries receivers. are going. So Yeah, well, yeah, that too. So I almost view it like, you know, the guy I talked about last week, Jalen Dart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you were to bring in a Jarvis Landry and have him kind of be, like you said, another David Bell, but a veteran who can help you in that room, and then throw somebody like a Darden on the roster, that would give you, and again, I talk about this a lot, but the healthy rotation of different types of players, right? Even though they're all wide receivers, they're all good at different things. So... You know, if you throw in a Jarvis Landry, yeah, it might be another David Bell. But what if David Bell doesn't come out and step up like we hope he does? There's value there having that veteran. And then also on the flip side, okay, you want speed. Here's a guy, you know, coming out of Tampa who was solid, just, you know, dealt with some issues, comes to Cleveland. And who knows? Who knows what he could do? So I, Jarvis... The other thing with that is there's not a whole lot of options. So we can we can get picky with who you want to bring in. But if I had my choice, if Goodwin were out for a lengthy period of time, bring back somebody who knows Cleveland, who knows Stefanski, and run it back with a better quarterback. That's that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Browns fans would hate seeing Jarvis Landry back on the team. I just... It's just it's definitely something to monitor. I think there's just two things for me. The one is I don't think he's gonna expect a ton of money, but I don't think we're gonna pay him Yeah. Really hardly anything hey. because I think that they're comfortable with what they've got. I know what we have a rash of injuries right now. It's day one in training camp. We still are a ways out, but I think that they already have a better version of that player with Elijah Moore. Like just with it's what true. they're what they're talking about, what this kid's going to do out of the slot, or even just how they're going to rotate him around is, I think well, we have a better version of that. But on your point, point with, uh, what's his name? Jalen Darden. Yeah. They were talking about him mm-hmm. today, man. Uh, Cleveland Browns announced that he's just kind of, he's making some highlights and stuff like that. So interesting name to watch. He's kind of on the radar, but here we go. I did have one camp note. He, I mean, the, the report I saw had Darden and DPJ returning punts. Uh, correct. Okay. So mm-hmm. yep. that's a good Which sign. Is a big thing. So yeah. because Jakeem Grant with that kick return rule changing, mm-hmm. that role is no longer as important. So if you can slide in, I talked about this, you can slide in a guy who's really cheap and can give you a little bit more in the receiving game. It just makes too much sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we were talking about the Marquise Goodwin injury and i think signing a guy like jarvis becomes more unlikely because of we we felt marquis goodwin was replacing or kind of pushing off another guy off yeah. the roster and that's anthony schwartz correct so when the news came out about goodwin it's like wow schwartz might actually make this roster by the skin of his teeth he's on the nfi list now with a hamstring injury to start camp which is just, <laughs> every is, year it's so for me a guy that had to stay healthy and had to perform and show up and look like all the flaws had got worked out in the off season. Yep. Not a good start. Not a good start, man. Like I, to me, 
and maybe I'm just crazy. And when I say this about stuff to me, he's an automatic cut. Like I just, I, the only thing is like, is Andrew Barry really, really, let's see how invested he is in his draft picks. That's what we're at. Cause talent wise, maybe he could be everything and more, but it hasn't shown up on the field and for multiple seasons. And it's a liability at the end of the day, when, especially when you can take a, a young guy like uh, Derek said and put him in that roster spot. Give me the guy with the upside yeah. where there's opportunity, even though they're almost the same guy. Give another guy an opportunity. I'm good. I'm good on Swartz. Derek, well, you guys yeah. went to some. You guys went to some games last year. Oh you yeah, know, I went to two two regular season games, and I made it a point to watch Anthony Schwartz just to see because it's one thing to watch it on TV or watch the film, but in person just to kind of see tendencies and stuff like that. That dude, you know, God bless him. Seems like a nice guy. He sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish he would work out, but he's terrible. He and he's put in work, right? So I don't want to be disrespectful or anything like that. Obviously, he's gotten to this level. Good for him. But the Browns cannot afford to waste a spot in this wide receiver room on him. He has done nothing, like you said, Justin, over the last what's he? He's going on his what third, third year, year, fourth yeah. year now. Third year, he's done nothing. He's taken, what, one end around? Actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. He hasn't done nothing. He got us to Sean Watson. Always going to be thankful for that. But with that being said, outside, you know, maybe he can switch to front office. He he might be better at that. But on the football field, I'm sorry, dude, you got to go. And You just got to go. Like you were saying, there was times at games last year where you, so where I sit, it's just bodies. You're not even, you're up in space, basically. So there would be, which is great for play development. You can see everything. There would be multiple yep. times where, I, I want to say it was either the Baltimore game or the Tampa Bay game. It was a late season game and it was cold. It wasn't enjoyable. I, I want to say it was Jacoby. Maybe it was before that. Maybe it was Tampa Bay, but through a huge, like it was like a 50 yard just bomb down the field and Swartz had the guy, had two steps on him easy and just went right off his hands. And as soon as everybody realized like who the ball was going to, it was just immediate, just, and we all knew what was coming. <laughs> and that's super tough for that oh. kid too. Cause you know, like mentally that's gotta be absolutely well, devastating because that's what you're working on. He know? has talked about, he's, he has struggled with, you know, some mental health. And I'm sure that a lot yeah. of that is tied to confidence. I, I'm that sure. happens to a ton of athletes. When you see these athletes that have all world traits and, and skills and speed and things like that and they just don't do anything with it a lot of it is confidence issues it's a real thing i'm not trying to knock him for that it's just you either can or you can't and mm -hmm. right now he can't my thing is he's not like a scrub either all the talent all the ability yes. just has to put it together and this is like the kind of situation where this guy will leave and two or three seasons yeah. from now well, they'll, we'll just see it reemerge, maybe. No. This one, I don't know. No. He plays no. too scared. He plays he too play afraid. That's fair. My thing just has the talent. Just figure yeah. it out, man. You've And you have to figure it out fast. I will say, um, you know, with, with these injuries piling up and things like that and, and what we're seeing in camp, and I'm telling you guys, anybody who's – I still have people trying to tell me David Bell's not making this team. Yes, he is. David Bell's definitely oh, making yeah, this team, is. and David yeah. Bell will have a oh, role. Yeah. You will see – I, I pulled this out all the time. He was he played on almost 50% of the team's offensive snaps last season. And then I had somebody tell me, oh, yeah, well, you know, only 50%. I said, that 
You know David Bell's only playing on three wide receiver sets. Yeah. You got Amari, Man. DPJ. He's not playing on two wide receiver sets. How many? How much of the time did they run three receiver sets? <laughs> not 55 very often. 55% oh, okay. yeah. So five or six percent of the time he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> he was on the field a lot. But that's the thing. Like, I think that that's just Browns fans reacting to last year too. Yeah. Because we all had expectations for David Bell going into last year and he did not miss training the, camp. Yeah. Didn't meet it. Based on, and it wasn't like it was a hundred percent him. I felt like he was very like, it seemed like targets were few and far between. He missed training camp. He missed the preseason. He had no chemistry built up with Jacoby Brissett. We saw Jacoby was even hesitant to throw the ball to Amari Cooper in week mm -hmm. one. It took him three or four weeks to get comfortable with DPJ. There was no way this backup quarterback with no previous chemistry or rapport with David Bell, a rookie, was going to... David Bell's never the first read. Right. And Jacoby was a <laughs> first read quarterback. Am I right? That, he was very efficient with that. Mm -hmm. So by the time the progression got to David, it never got there. Yeah. So I think it's going to be different this year for and, David Bell. And David Bell was open. He yes. got open last year. Um, kind of what I talked about with Schwartz, just trying to pay attention to guys. David Bell is a really good route runner. Yes. He's a very good route runner. He looks, at, he actually looks faster on the field than, you know, all the talk coming into the NFL and throughout uh, the draft and scouting combines and all that, it's like, oh, this guy's so slow. Right. Well, he played faster, at least in my opinion, what I've saw of him. He looked good. He looked fine. It's just, like you said, that rookie year started off with injuries and inconsistencies and the off-the-field stuff. That doesn't just affect Deshaun Watson. That entire locker room felt that last year. So this year, year two, he's healthy. Uh, what I've seen of him looks good. And you got to understand, this dude in college was a game record. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So he's coming in to year two in a little bit more of a passing offense. He's not going to have a huge role, but they're going to, you know, improve what his us usage is. And no way is Andrew Berry cutting him. No. He's a third round pick. He's held on to Schwartz for two years longer than he should have. You think he's going <laughs> to cut David Bell after one year? No. Yeah, we, we need to really understand that 40 speed is just like a, a mm -hmm. pretty thing. Like it, it's not, it's different than game speed because yeah, Anthony Schwartz had the great 40 speed, the great 40 time. Mm, that doesn't really translate to the field. So, I mean, you could be an edge rusher with a, a great 40 time, but if you can't get off your block, yeah. if you can't get a, a, a move on a guy. You're just a fast, big guy. Yeah, you're just a fast, big guy running into blocks. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to play fast, and David Bell definitely plays fast. That's a good point, Derek. Um, I guess this is kind of the last injury note we need to talk about. Again, we are staying in the wide receiver room, and it's Amari Cooper. Unfortunately, our wide receiver one has, as far as last I checked, an undisclosed injury. They didn't say what it was. Just a tweak. They Kevin called it a minor tweak, mm -hmm. but they did confirm it is not a long-term concern and is also not related to the off-season core muscle surgery that he had. So, well, thank yeah. God. Right. Well, thank God. Um, for me, like, uh, Browns fans don't panic. We're going to be okay. This is literally, they're saying it's not a long-term thing. We're fine. Let's let's get him healthy. Let's get to week one. No big deal. Yep. I mean, it could just honestly be heat. He stepped wrong or something, came up a little bit, you know, gimpy on one play, and they said, "Why don't you just sit over here?" And, and we saw him play her well last year, so uh, yeah. you know well, how, yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, if they're not yeah. concerned about it, then I think as long we're as it's okay. not a lingering thing, I'm I have no no worries at all. Right. Um, and this this might sound stupid to say this, and I know there's well, gonna, by all means, go. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, speak away, brother. It's gonna absolutely rip me to shreds like usual over something okay. like this, but. In my opinion, I kind of, uh, I almost view this as a blessing in disguise for one reason. Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson already have a connection, right? In the six games that Deshaun played, he already established that a relationship with Amari Cooper fairly early on. So I'm not saying that can't get better, not that I don't want them to get work, but again, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, you know, originally good one, but there's a lot of guys and including your David Bell types who need to get as much work as possible and getting work with first team reps and kind of, you know, rotating those types of guys in. I think that's going to actually work out pretty well. Obviously nobody's replacing Amari Cooper, obviously, but opportunities don't come. So, you know, even if it is a week, two weeks, just getting those guys rotated in and seeing who can do what, I think it could be, you know, a little bit useful. Obviously not a good thing, but not all bad things are 100% bad. Derek, that was not a stupid thing you said. <laughs> that made a lot of sense. Well, stay, stay tuned. I'm sure the um, comment section will be like, oh, you want Amari Cooper to be out for the year. No, no. no. I, no I, get, I, I get your take on it, man. Uh, it makes sense, you know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Let the young a good guys point. get reps. It's fine. If we're if we're gonna have an injury to our number one, okay. Yeah. Uh, in response to some of these injuries, the Browns did sign another receiver, Austin Watkins Jr. Uh, six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. He was an undrafted free agent back in twenty twenty one by the 49ers. He was kind of like a practice squad guy for them, and he spent time with Tampa Bay last year. Um, so that's that's yeah. kind of the body they brought in. He's He's currently wearing Jarvis's number 80 oh, okay. at practice. For anybody Here. keeping track. I don't know. Another reason not to sign Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't get mad, Cleveland. I'm, the jersey's taken. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, summer's in full swing, and you know what that means. Temperatures are hot, grills are hot, and the deals are even hotter at Omaha Steaks. Right now, get the Hotter Than Fire package at omahasteaks.com. America's original butcher is heating up the summer with blazing hot deals on mouthwatering grilling favorites guaranteed to tantalize your taste buds. Go to omahasteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, and for a limited time, you can score 32 delicious grilling essentials, including 12 free burgers from Omaha Steaks for just $99.99. You'll get four of their world-famous fork tender filet mignons, four air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, and so much more for 62% off the regular price. The Hotter Than Fire Pack is your chance to score unreal savings on unrivaled quality from America's original butcher. Right now, go to omahasteaks.com, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. You're not going to want to miss this. Get your grilling essentials now for the rest of your summer barbecues. Hurry over to omahasteaks.com, code DOGS, in the search bar, hotter than fire pack, get all 32 grilling items for just $99.99. That includes your 12 free burgers. Remember, omahasteaks.com, code dogs in the search bar. So before we dive into the good news from camp and the Deshaun Watson stuff I want to talk about, let's kind of do a 
between bad news and good news, we're going to talk about interesting news, and it's Nick Chubb actually spoke out about something. Yeah, I feel like everyone can say that we're definitely, um, we work harder than what we're valued. I mean, any, anyone would tell you that. Uh, I mean, some guys in the media yesterday said, if you, uh, for like a team scout, let's say Monday, we're playing a different team, and um, the team meeting, the head coach is going to bring up their running back. You know, the first person they'll bring up is how good is their running back? How can we stop them? And, and that's just, that's every team. I mean, I feel like every team that running back is, that gets the team going. You know, we, we, um, Cowbell, when we need something big, make a big play or a big run, you know, everybody's going to look to the running back. He's letting his voice yeah. be heard, which is not like him. Um, so I, I feel like that's, when Nick Chubb speaks out about something, you should probably pay attention because it's probably pretty important. And um, he's speaking out about the running back situation right now in the NFL. We found out today that Saquon Barkley did get a one-year deal with just the, a little with just the incentives a li- and stuff. It's just a little bit over yeah. the franchise. The franchise tag. tag. Yep. So he's basically saying, "I'm going to go out here and earn this money," and then I'm guessing he's probably either going to make a lot of money with another team or New York's going to pony up. But yeah. So you got guys like Josh Jacobs and mm-hmm. I, Tony Pollard still playing on the franchise tag. So yep. some of these bigger name backs, you know, have not gotten paid. Nick Chubb jumped on a Zoom call on Saturday night that was organized by Chargers running back Austin Eckler. They had like the top backs in the league, the studs, the stars, like yep. Derrick Henry. I think CMC was in there. Yep. Uh, I saw the list of it. It was like Barkley, Jacobs. It was, the big it was like the top eight. They yeah. were all in there. Yeah. So he's really speaking out and supporting that position. Um, I wish I, I didn't have the comment in front of me, but he made a very good point in uh, one of his interviews that I thought was interesting. He said, the running back position is the only position where more production actually hurts them mm-hmm. financially because yep. he said, if we go out there and have a 2,000 yard season, the next year when we go to get paid, they'll just say, you're already worn down. Yep. So more production out of that position actually means less of a future financially by these teams, which I hadn't thought of it that way. That was a mm-hmm. really good point that he made. It's the uh, the running back market. It's so crazy to me. It's and it's all it's all it's all in the last like few years. Like you couldn't get couldn't pay a top number one running back fast enough five years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, do I get that there's sh- there should be some nervousness about signing running back just based off what we've seen like with uh, help me out. Todd Gurley or, you know, another, you know, backs wearing out Zeke, Zeke. I wouldn't even throw Zeke in there like that yet. No, um, not yet. <laughs> not yet. But, um, like to me, Melvin Gordon guys like that. Okay. He's still in the league though. He's still in the league. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for what Austin Eckler is saying, like, it's crazy to me, a guy that can be that productive for his team is making less than a backup wide receiver. That is criminal. And then the, the numbers, it's not even like a numbers game where it's like, oh, well, he, you know, his production. He had 12 more touchdowns than I think the next running back or something like that. I, I thought it was the next player over the okay. last two years. Okay. I think it's yeah. over the last two years. He's got 12 more it's, than any other player. I was, I, and I argue with people about this and they're like, well, you can't pay a, pay a running back. And I'm just like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And if you have <laughs> one of those guys, you pay those guys. If Cleveland were to let Nick Chubb walk because they didn't want to pay him, I don't know. I don't know if, or even let's say if we had another one of those guys, maybe not Derrick Henry, if, you know, according to your running back uh, age math. But if you have a Josh Jacobs who last year just absolutely went crazy and was basically one of the main offensive weapons of that team, I just, 
I don't understand how you don't just reward a guy. It, it, did we not just mm-hmm. I, for quarterbacks? If you have a high production, you get paid. Yes. If you're a wide receiver, yes. you get paid. If you're a defensive end, you get paid. Cornerback, anything. Yep. Every position. But if you're a running back, it's just oh, I'm sure we'll sign an undrafted free agent. His production may be similar. That's the craziest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. That's like getting the last pick in. You know, let's say your your pickup game at you know kickball or something. You're like ah. I'd rather have the last pick, you know, he'll, he's just as good as the number one pick. No, stop, stop guys. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like a wide receiver goes out there and they're like, oh, he played 98% of the snaps last season. Like he's a stud, you know, he's, he's one of their top players. He's going to get paid. Running back went out there and played 90% of the carries. Wow. They can't pay him. He's already worn down. It's a competition in every other position. Yeah. Quarterback. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the next highest paid guy? Wide receiver. I want to be the highest paid wide receiver. And running back even was like that for a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, just, I don't get it. And I, and I understand like the front office aspect of it. Like I get it, but I just, to me, it's so much. They said the two positions where the, the value of the franchise take for that position, like every year it goes up. Correct. So like this year, quarterback on the franchise take gets paid more than last year. So top five, right? Top five average. I think it's the average of the top five mm-hmm. paid. That's the average. Yep. yep. So running back and linebacker have steadily each year gone down. Going down. Yeah. Yep. The value of the franchise take keeps going down. What's crazy is you have a guy like Dalvin Cook, <laughs> yeah. who is a free agent. Yeah, I'm old <laughs> enough to remember two years ago where <laughs> if Dalvin Cook was on the trade market, you would have got two, three first round picks for yeah. him. And this is a guy who's on the open market. And it sucks because Nick Chubb finally, finally, not steal the rocks lines, but finally is being acknowledged for how good he is. I mean, we've known Nick Chubb his rookie year, first game, three carries, two of them were touchdowns against the Raiders. And, you know, we had to literally cut um Carlos Hyde. Help me out. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. We had to cut Carlos Hyde for Chubb to get playing time. And over the course of Chubb's career, he's just gotten better and better. And he's unstoppable. But like he said, he could come out next year and put up 800 touchdowns and 10,000 yards. Obviously not, but mm-hmm. whatever. Just superhuman levels, greatest running back of all time, and get paid less because one year more of experience and age went up a year. It's sad, but it's a reality because you see teams like the Detroit Lions who spent a pick on DeAndre Swift and then turn around this year and draft Jameer Gibbs. And just trade mm-hmm. him off. This is what the NFL is, and it sucks. But at the same time, in my opinion, unless you are CMC, yes, Nick Chubb, one of these top guys, you're movable. You're movable. I completely it, agree. It, it just shows you. It just shows you how special the Nick Chubbs of the world are. And no, we should not trade him. No, no we should not cut him. I don't care. I don't care if if it means giving up a lot of cap. Nick Chubb has to retire Cleveland Brown. He just has to. <laughs> I I completely, and I, you like completely just took my idea right as I was getting ready to say it, but I think I'm that sorry. over the next few years, no, you're good, brother. I'm, I completely agree with you. Over the next few years, I think you're going to see almost like a tier system for running backs. You're going to have your elite guys yep. and they are going to get paid. And I think that's your Nick Chubb, uh, Derek Henry, like right now, like CMC, these guys are still going to get money because their production is, you can't replace that. Now, like some of these other guys, I I could see it being 
like a, a James Cook rising up. What's James Cook's yep. market going to be when he gets ready to sign a contract? I mean, Champion. as of right now, it's not huge. No. But, I mean. But, Justin, you know what? You made a point earlier, and you're right. And oh. I hate to put the blame on one guy because it's not just one guy. But I think Todd Gurley has absolutely screwed over every superstar running back in the NFL today. Or Le'Veon Bell. Gurley, I was going to say Bell. Le'Veon Bell, too, man. Yep. Or Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because those guys were the can't miss, have to have them, superstars. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a little bit different. It's not the same. But, like, Todd Gurley, man, was unstoppable. Yeah. And yep. then he had the knee problems. Now he's not, nobody even talks about Todd Gurley yeah. anymore. Like, he's just gone. So that scares these teams off from these other guys. And it's not fair. It's not fair for Nick Chubb. It's not fair for Saquon. It's not fair for these guys, but it's the reality. Right. So, it's, and it's, who knows? It's crazy because they're so important to the scheme of the offense for those teams. Like yes. the teams that you're mm -hmm. saying, what is New York without Saquon Barkley? And whatever you feel they're about nothing. injuries or anything like that with him, take that off the table. When he's not there, that's a different team. You're leaning completely on Daniel Jones and Matt Breida. Give me if I'm New York, you could I could um, sign me up for four years right now. This is my future. This is my guy, especially if he stays healthy. I, it's just crazy to me. It's just absolutely crazy. I think it's it's just an interesting situation to monitor to see, you know, this year how does this kind of play out with some of these running backs? What's their production look like? What's their performance? What do they get paid going into next year? How do the contract shake out? How do they play after that contract? Mm -hmm. It's kind of in their ballpark right now. I mean, guys like, I feel like guys like Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb to an extent, they're more in this conversation for support. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, they've already proven it. You know what I mean? Their production level, they and especially a guy like Derrick Henry who's pushing 30 already, he's not out there trying to get a big five-year contract, massive right. deal. It's more, yeah. let's show support for these younger guys that are coming up, the Brees Halls, the B. John Robinsons, these guys that we know are going to be studs in the NFL as long as they're healthy. We need to lay a foundation for them. Yeah, Damian Pierce, sure. I, I'm curious if, let's say, Derrick Henry was like a free agent right now, what the market would be like. Uh, just or or a CMC. I feel like CMC would be like, hey, everybody's in on him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'd just be curious because I feel like Saquon, he's got a little bit of injuries, but that's a guy. And if you're a franchise, I feel like that's an automatic lock. Austin Eckler, especially if he's like, I just want like a two year deal automatic. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. But it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a hot topic right now. So and, and our guy got involved and he's speaking up about it. So that was pretty important. We touch on it too. So, all right. So now let's move on to the good news out of camp, or at least the, the positive reports. They say that Deshaun Watson looks like prime Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski is very excited. I, so <laughs> just hear me out here, guys. Oh, are you going to down this? No, oh, no. I'm not going to down it, but for my entire life this is what always what training camp sounds like like oh man we're we look prime we look ready we're we're ready to go i just my thing is uh and i know it's kind of closed off and you're seeing videos and it's like little things like that i'd love to just go and see it in person which well we we're are gonna do that yeah. and then for me translation to week one 
my God, you guys better be ready week one because you're <laughs> you're going into the fight for your lives right off the bat. That That is going to be a scrappy, nasty game right off the bat. So my thing is I'm, I'm excited and I hope that he does look like he does look like elite Deshaun Watson. I'm excited for that. We need elite Deshaun Watson. If we don't get anything but elite Deshaun Watson, our franchise is in big trouble. Sure. And I think we, I mean, we knew that when we, yeah, when we traded for when him. You, absolutely. But, yeah. You need that. Yep. So Watson was asked about like the chemistry with the receivers and things like that. And I'm going to play a clip here and then just pay attention to one name in particular. You've already mentioned it oh, I know in the this show. Yeah. So we'll just hear what he has to say. It's great because Elijah can do all types of things. He's very versatile. He can play outside, inside, uh, whatever you need him to do, he can do. But also just the young guys in the depth that we have in that receiver in. Yeah, a lot of guys might not have big names yet, but they can go out there and they can make plays. And being able to, you know, hang around Amari, hang around DPJ, hang around Elijah, the young guys are being able to, you know, channel that opportunity, that grind, that work and be able to go out here and participate and be locked in a focus. And, um, you know, that's what we've been able to see. And we want to have depth and, um, you know, everyone be able to have the opportunity to make plays. So he talked about the young guys learning from a couple names, Amari, DPJ, and Elijah Moore was included in that list of guys that Deshaun is happy the young guys get to learn from. Yep. So that tells me, and I don't know about you guys, I'll let you weigh in, but it tells me that Elijah Moore is not just showing out at camp and, everything he's making his presence felt and he's a leader everything that i see coming out of camp and even just little articles here and there this guy's gonna be everywhere i saw him take a handoff today yeah yeah i'm just i'm just like okay so for me it's very very exciting doesn't Deshaun watson just sound so different this year just like in his answering confidence just just different it just feels different, and they've said that. I think he just kind of the experience of getting the whole full off season, all most of this crap is gone. Just kind of a different guy, I'm, and I'm hoping it translates. Yeah, Derek, what do you think? Yeah, it is kind of weird to hear uh, uh, Elijah Moore's name being thrown in with as if he's a vet because. We've really not seen a whole lot of Elijah Moore top level play in the NFL, you know, and and you can't really blame him for that. Um, but what we've seen coming out of camp, it's so promising because again, all we've heard is, yeah, the offense is going to be more passing. Well, if that's the case, then the role that I see laid out right now for Elijah Moore is he's going to be our version of Debo Samuel. He's going to be our version of Amon Ross St. Brown. And that gets me excited because I absolutely love those two players. But more specifically, I love the role that they have for them because they're not just limited to a certain spot. Like Elijah Moore, the ability to move him around as much as, you know, they're going to, that's going to open things up for so many others. And Stefanski, whether if the fan base wants to give him credit or not, is a really good play designer. He can get guys open. And if he if he can use Elijah Moore kind of as that chess piece and move him across the board, that just opens up more creativity to get guys like Tillman on the field in year one. And just guys like that who maybe won't get as much playing time, but because you have a do-it-all player like Elijah Moore, it's going to open up so much more. And I couldn't be more excited because guess what? If you have somebody else you can throw into the backfield, then what else happens with Nick Chubb? Because originally it was, 
hey, man, the Browns are lining up at pistol. Imagine that Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb option. What are you going to do there? Well, guess what? Now you have Elijah Moore in the backfield as well. Right. So good luck. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. I mean, you guys think I, I put this in here because this is honestly what I believe, but I think Elijah Moore has a big season this year. And I think Elijah Moore is I easily could be the wide receiver one for the Browns as soon as next year. I don't think I don't think it's crazy. I'm just so I'm curious because <laughs> training camp time. Everybody we hear this every year. These guys are getting focused on Amari Cooper last year was such a big part of the offense. It'd be it's hard for me to think that they'd completely like move away from that. I don't it just depends on I'm not on saying production. Amari Cooper's not here. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying I'm saying like mm-hmm. do I think that there could be multiple guys that could easily go over a thousand yards. So like I think Amari Cooper, if he's healthy, is going over a thousand, right? Yeah. I would I would yep. almost bank on that if he's healthy. Do I think Elijah Moore can also go over a thousand yards? I mean if it's if they're doing what they're saying and it's the scheme is pretty much built around him, I guess so. But it's just it's crazy because we got him for a third round pick basically. <laughs> it's just it's nuts that we're gonna get that kind of production. And he could possibly become the number one. Well, I mean, do you think he's going to be the number one? I don't know, man. Derek, what do you think? Mm. Now, I'm not I saying don't. this year. I'm not saying this yeah, year. I'm I think saying it's still that, yeah. that eventually, by the time he reaches his second contract, it will be with the Browns and it will be as the top dog in that receiver room. Yeah. I don't see him. And this is kind of because if you go back and remember, I uh, stirred the pot when we traded for him because I wanted a Jerry Judy trade. The oh, reason gosh. why I was upset, the reason why I was upset with that whole situation is because I don't view Elijah Moore, I, I guess maybe my definition of a number one receiver is a lot different than maybe a couple other people's. But for me, I'm not saying he can't be because I certainly think he could be. But if you're talking next season or the season after that, I'm not, I can't say that for sure until I see it because it also, it determines who you have around you, right? I talked about Debo Samuel. Well, guess what? Brandon Ayuk is a stud. Mm-hmm. He's he's a very good football player, very good wide receiver. And also they have George Kittle. So you could sit there and say, yeah, Debo's their number one. Well, there's help there. So in two to three years, maybe, but I, I just can't, without seeing it on the field first and it's impossible to know who is going to be in this wide receiver room. Obviously Tillman, obviously Elijah Moore, David Bell. Those are kind of your three right now, but I don't know. It's a wait and see thing for me, but I certainly hope so because this kid go back to go back and watch him in college. Forget Mm, the NFL. Just go back and watch him pre-draft. This dude can do it all. And that's why we're letting him do it all. The Jets limited him to his limited him to this little role with a terrible quarterback, yeah. and you haven't even seen Elijah Moore yet. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason knows? he was we'll almost see. a first round pick. Was he pick two in the second? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, he basically was a first. Yeah, yeah essentially. But um, okay, so maybe I'm putting the cart a little before the horse. You guys are telling me I, it's okay. I'm not saying that this is a guarantee. I'm saying that with his talent, with what they you know they invested in him. 
to go get him. And, you know, if the, if what you said, Justin, like if the scheming around him that they're talking about is actually happening and it does fulfill itself this year, this season, I think he definitely levels up. Mm-hmm. I, and kind of to piggyback off of what Derek said too. I don't know if he'll ever be like a, a number one, number one guy. guy I'm talking like, uh, one, like on uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, that's now that's, I, I know what you mean, Derek. We're, we're thinking like that big alpha dominant bully you. Well, I'm saying like, do you, could you see it where he picks up 13, 1400 yards? Yes. That's what I'm talking I mean, about. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking to hundred plus receptions. Yes. Oof. That's what I'm talking about. Number one receiver. We'll see. I'm no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wild. I just think that I would be less surprised if it was Amari Cooper. Well, I'm just saying, not this year. Now, this year, I'm thinking, I think he could push for 1,000. Elijah Moore, I think maybe he gets in that 900-ish range. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes over 1,000. That'd be cool. But I'm talking down the road. We'll see. As with everything that we talk about on this show and in anything with sports, time will tell. Yes. We can only yes. talk about what we've seen and what we think is going to happen. So Don't, don't I mean, watch the old episodes. <laughs> we're, you know. Time was extremely telling. <laughs> Um, all right, so we all got bad takes. Yeah, it happens. It happens across all platforms, but we're running up against the time a little bit. So I think we'll table some of the Deshaun Watson stuff. And I just want to ask you guys: Have you watched Quarterback on Netflix? I watched the whole thing. I told you I okay, watched. Yeah, I, I you watched it. Myself. That's right. Yeah, Derek. I have not. Okay. I have no life. I just go to work and, and uh, uh, go to the gym. So. I, I posted this on Twitter. It's well worth the watch because, I mean, I know it follows Mahomes, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, but it gives such a deep understanding and appreciation for the okay. quarterback position. Yes. It's like, wow, okay, like, I couldn't do this. I mean, oh, you have to be a not. very, very special person to be able to do this and to do it at a high level like those guys. I, I mean it gave me a, a better understanding of what Deshaun Watson was going through last year. Like Kirk yeah, cousins, right. I made this point. He had the entire off season last year, training camp, preseason, everything with new head coach, Kevin O'Connell coming in and they had a new offensive system and all that stuff. And it was the first play of week two, not even week one, the first play of week two where something, I forget the whole situation, but Kirk, didn't he, he didn't he, um, audible it or something and yeah, the, and, and, yeah. He's, and, and he's like but i'm gonna run him into a five-man front like yeah but he did it anyway and he said that's when i realized i'm not comfortable in the system right. yet and that was week two after all that time of preparation with yep. that so you know deshaun was i mean yes he, he had some training camp with us last year but that got cut short mm. you know when the suspension kicked in yep. he had to go right and then he was away and and when he came back it's an offense that's not tailored for him mm-hmm. it doesn't fit his strengths he's cold he hasn't been practicing he has no chemistry with these receivers mm-hmm. I mean, for him to do even what he did last year was impressive i think it, it is a why uh, do you think there's go ahead go ahead Derek. go ahead no 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 you're good buddy okay i was just gonna say why do you think there's so many busts yes. at the quarterback position yep. it's because there are talented guys who come into the league and i'm, I'm not gonna say the bm name but <laughs> talented guys who come into the league who uh they just don't have the work ethic. They don't have the work ethic. They don't have the time. They don't have the care and the energy to put in. Um, I didn't get to watch it, but I did hear uh, Kirk was talking about, like, as soon as he gets home, like, uh, he uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but anyway, it's like he has a very limited time for family time. Everything else is 100% football, whether if it's film, whether if it's working out. That's the stuff you got to do. And let's be honest here. 
right? No, no shot at Kirk Cousins, but we're talking about Kirk Cousins, a guy who is a decent to good quarterback in the NFL. Oh, he's better than that. Don't don't do him like that. Keep going. He's better than that. (laughs) You okay? Where would you rate Kirk Cousins? Um, I would say fringe top ten. Blake's not here, so we're in a safe space. Safe space. Blake doesn't like fringe top ten. Kirk Cousins. Okay, where where do you put Deshaun Watson at? Right now, going into this year? Going into yeah. this year? Probably, I don't know, 15th, 16th. I'm just being honest. And I think I'm giving him a little bit of, I'm being nice. Because based on last year, I think you oh. could slide him on last. I, I won't base anything on last I, year, though. Sh- I am a yeah. very, hey, this is what I saw from you last year. What have you Maybe done I, for I me can't, lately? I can't live off of 2000 I'm going to get Houston you killed Texans. in the comments now. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I don't know why we should just say he's automatically a top 10 quarterback. He didn't play like a top 10 quarterback last year. Am I wrong? There? No, he did not. But I don't think uh, I don't think Cousins did either, though. Okay, hey, that's fair. That's fair. And th- But that's the thing. Like, I think if you look at Kirk Cousins res- and he played the whole season, and I'm not saying that's a knock either way on Deshaun Watson, but I'm saying he played well last year, played the whole season, led his team to a division title and the playoffs. Now they lost, but... And I'm not saying that's a knock on Watson either. I'm just saying. Well, how about this then? Let's say, all right, so top 10, don't think about performance. Okay. If you are picking your quarterback for your franchise, are there 15 or 14 quarterbacks you want ahead of Deshaun Watson? No. Okay. That's where I say, that's where I say top 10 for me. Okay. And that's fine. But I like, I've been been saying it all off season. This is like a, I'll always be a Browns fan. Always for the rest of my life. But they have got to prove it to me. Just, they have got to. I can't. I know. We got to stop crowning. We're not crowning anybody. Not doing it. I'm just, I look at last year and I say, I I understand the context. Oh, now, I, if he comes out this year and it's the same thing, yeah, we got some problems. No, I, and I'm issues. not saying, and I'm yeah. not saying, oh, because of last year, I don't think that he's going to take a huge step forward. I'm just saying, based on last year, from what I saw, that is not top 10 quarterback stuff to me. No, but if I was picking my ideal quarterback, I, I mean, he would definitely be within, he would definitely be inside my top 10. That's fair. That's fair. But, I am mad at you for that, brother. Well, it's it's different. It's different than like Russell Wilson right now because I, I feel bad. I feel horrible <laughs> for Broncos fans because not only have you, you paid the man before he played, we, which I guess we did too. We did that, we bro. Did Let's hold on yeah. now. Come on now, brother. I know. We did too. Okay. But he played off. And it was he all was season. so, so bad. And, and this offseason, and they kind of had to do it. You know, I can't really blame them, but they invested even more in Russell Wilson by spending a first round pick on a head coach <laughs> not just a, a head, head coach, coach bro not a head coach like sean the, Payton, bro yeah. like one of the best and the best available coach out there yeah and to me call me crazy i think russell wilson's about to have a nice year i think i think no, that, i think, I think that coach better. i think that coach signing is way bigger than people giving it credit for he had a he had a head coach that had no yeah. idea what was going on last year and then they fired him and brought a guy in that absolutely <laughs> had no and i know everybody was let russ cook no, 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 no. And this, that, you're getting into a structured offense with Sean Payton. This is this is going to be okay. That's another thing that the quarterback show really 
helps solidify is your head coach or whatever play caller relationship and your quarterback that critical. matters critical. Yeah, critical absolutely and i mean i know that russell wilson's been in the league for a long time it's not the same as a guy like trevor lawrence but you did see a massive jump year one to year two what they do they got rid of urban meyer the joke that was down there in jacksonville brought in a real head coach great relationship worked with trevor lawrence and look what he did mm -hmm. so i think the russell can't be worse and i don't think deshaun can be worse so that's right I, it's not a high bar though can't be no. worse than russ last year but uh anything else you guys want to throw in before we wrap up the episode uh completely random but <laughs> i just want to throw this out here uh Yesterday night, I saw... You guys have seen me. I'm not a small human being. I saw the biggest human I've ever seen in my life in person last night. This dude had to have been from a Viking family, and I'm not joking. <laughs> I thought Brock Lesnar was standing in front of me at one point, and uh, I don't know. Obviously, very random. Doesn't apply to us at all. I just wanted to point it out. because well, my, my ADHD in my head, I was thinking, I just wanted to be like, Where'd you take her to dinner? <laughs> but and the other side, yeah. I literally was just like, I gotta lock it out. Yeah, lock it out. Dialed it. I was no, saying, no, nah, I'm just kidding. That's exciting. It must have been really it would have been really big for me and Justin because oh, we are not. I am very beings, small, so. very uh, not tall, but very <laughs> let me not skinny anymore. Let me tell you something. I had to. I had to dip out of there. This guy followed me. I was doing back rows. I look up and I'm staring at this monster in front of me, and I'm like, geez. So I'm like, all right, you know, let's move on just so I don't look at this guy the wrong way. I go over to do triceps. Well, the Viking follows me over there. I saw my uh, my buddy on my way out. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm done for the day. I'd, uh, I'm done. I'm out. But yeah, not that that matters at all. Just wanted to share it because it's biggest it's human I've ever seen in my life. Very cool. <laughs> well, whether you're a big human, small human, somewhere in between, <laughs> subscribe to the channel, like the video. We really appreciate it. We're trying to there hit 7,000 yes. subscribers by the end of next week, if we possibly can. And uh, we're pretty darn close. We're just a little over 100 away. So we've, we've been cruising. Watch, That's it, the goal. watch him comment. Watch him comment. Yeah, I'd be like, that was me, section. dude. That like, was me. You. That was me. <laughs> Why were you crying in the locker room, bro? <laughs> uh, before we go, just want to oh, make man. sure I, I look, remind everybody. I don't even know if remind. This might be the first time I said it. Next week, Friday, we are planning to do a live okay. YouTube live. It'll be me, Justin, and Kenny Max coming down from Ottawa. He'll be here for hey, Hall of Fame nice. weekend. Me and Justin will be up at the parade doing some. We actually got media credentials this year, so we're going to be doing media up there. And then we'll also, me and Blake will be at the enshrinement. Yep. I'm going to roll up. Kenny Mack's going to be there with yep. us too. So it's just going to be a ton of fun. A lot of content coming out on Sunday from Hall of Fame weekend. So stay tuned. That's why I say that. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of that stuff or the stuff coming up throughout the summer. So that's a wrap. Mm. Appreciate everybody checking out the show. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Bet 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.